Matthew Henry's Commentary on the Whole Bible An Exposition with Practical Observations of The Book of Psalms Psalm 119-4 Daleth Psalm 119 verse 25 Here is 1. David's Complaint We should have thought his soul soaring to heaven, but he says himself, My soul not only rolls in the dust, but cleaves to the dust, which is a complaint either. 1. Of his corruptions, his inclination to the world and the body, both which are dust, and that which follows upon it, a deadness to holy duties. When he would do good evil was present with him. God intimated that Adam was not only mortal but sinful, when he said, Dust thou art, Genesis 3 verse 19. David's complaint here is like St. Paul's of a body of death that he carried about with him. The remainders of indwelling corruption are a very grievous burden to a gracious soul. Or. 2. Of his afflictions, either trouble of mind or outward trouble. Without were fightings, within were fears, and both together brought him even to the dust of death, Psalm 22 verse 15, and his soul clave inseparably to it. 2. His petition for relief, and his plea to enforce that petition, quicken thou me according to thy word. By thy providence put life into my affairs, by thy grace put life into my affections, cure me of my spiritual deadness, and make me lively in my devotion. Note, when we find ourselves dull we must go to God and beg of him to quicken us, he has an eye to God's word as a means of quickening, for the words which God speaks, they are spirit, and they are life to those that receive them, and as an encouragement to hope that God would quicken him, having promised grace and comfort to all the saints, and to David in particular. God's word must be our guide and plea in every prayer. Psalm 119 verses 26 to 27. We have here. 1. The great intimacy and freedom that had been between David and his God. David had opened his case, opened his very heart to God, I have declared my ways, and acknowledged thee in them all, have taken thee along with me in all my designs and enterprises. Thus Jephthah uttered all his words, and Hezekiah spread his letters, before the Lord. I have declared my ways, my wants and burdens, and troubles, that I meet within my way, or my sins, my byways, I have made an ingenuous confession of them, and thou heardest me, heardest patiently all I had to say, and tookst cognizance of my case. It is an unspeakable comfort to a gracious soul to think with what tenderness all its complaints are received by a gracious God, 1 John 5 verses 14 and 15. 2. David's earnest desire of the continuance of that intimacy, not by visions and voices from heaven, but by the word and spirit in an ordinary way, teach me thy statutes, that is, make me to understand the way of thy precepts. When he knew God had heard his declaration of his ways he did not say, Now, Lord, tell me my lot, and let me know what the event will be, but, but now, Lord, tell me my duty, let me know what thou wouldst have me to do as the case stands. Note, those who in all their ways acknowledge God may pray in faith, that he will direct their steps in the right way. And the surest way of keeping up our communion with God is by learning his statutes and walking intelligently in the way of his precepts. See 1 John 1 verses 6 and 7. 3. The good use he would make of this for the honor of God and the edification of others. Let me have a good understanding of the way of thy precepts. Give me a clear, distinct, and methodical knowledge of divine things so shall I talk with the more assurance, and the more to the purpose, of thy wondrous works. We can talk with a better grace of God's wondrous works, the wonders of providence, and especially the wonders of redeeming love, 
when we understand the way of God's precepts and walk in that way. Psalm 119 verses 28 to 29. Here is 1. David's representation of his own griefs, My soul melteth for heaviness, which is to the same purport with verse 25, My soul cleaveth to the dust. Heaviness in the heart of man makes it to melt, to drop away like a candle that wastes. The penitent soul melts in sorrow for sin, and even the patient soul may melt in the sense of affliction, and it is then its interest to pour out its supplication before God. 2. 2. His request for God's grace. 1. That God would enable him to bear his affliction well and graciously support him under it. Strengthen thou me with strength in my soul, according to thy word, which, as the bread of life, strengthens man's heart to undergo whatever God is pleased to inflict. Strengthen me to do the duties, resist the temptations, and bear up under the burdens, of an afflicted state, that the spirit may not fail. Strengthen me according to that word do. 33.25, As thy days so shall thy strength be. 2. That God would keep him from using any unlawful indirect means for the extricating of himself out of his troubles, verse 29 Remove from me the way of lying. David was conscious to himself of a proneness to this sin, he had, in a straight, cheated Ahimelech, 1 Samuel 21 verse 2, and Achish, verse 13 and chapter 27 verse 10. Great difficulties are great temptations to palliate a lie with the color of a pious fraud and a necessary self-defense, therefore David prays that God would prevent him from falling into this sin any more, lest he should settle in the way of it. A course of lying, of deceit and dissimulation, is that which every good man dreads, and which we are all concerned to beg of God by His grace to keep us from. 3. That he might always be under the guidance and protection of God's government, grant me thy law graciously, grant me that to keep me from the way of lying. David had the law written with his own hand, for the king was obliged to transcribe a copy of it for his own use, Deuteronomy 17 verse 18, but he prays that he might have it written in his heart, for then, and then only, we have it indeed, and to good purpose. Grant it me more and more. Those that know and love the law of God cannot but desire to know it more and love it better. Grant it me graciously, he begs it as a special token of God's favor. Note, we ought to to reckon God's law a grant, a gift, an unspeakable gift, to value it, and pray for it, and to give thanks for it accordingly. The divine code of institutes and precepts is indeed a charter of privileges, and God is truly gracious to those whom He makes gracious by giving them His law. Psalm 119 verse 30-32 Observe 1. That those who will make anything to purpose of their religion must first make it their serious and deliberate choice, so David did, I have chosen the way of truth. Note 1. The way of serious godliness is the way of truth, the principles it is founded on are principles of eternal truth, and it is the only true way to happiness. 2. We must choose to walk in this way, not because we know no other way, but because we know no better, nay we know no other safe and good way. Let us choose that way for our way, which we will walk in, though it be narrow. 2. That those who have chosen the way of truth must have a constant regard to the word of God as the rule of their walking, thy judgments have I laid before me, as he who learns to write lays his copy before him, that he may write according to it as the workman lays his model and platform before him, that he may do his work exactly. As we must have the word in our heart by an habitual conformity to it, so we must have it in our eye by an actual regard to it upon all occasions, 
that we may walk accurately and by rule. 3. That those who make religion their choice and rule are likely to adhere to it faithfully, I have stuck to thy testimonies with unchanged affection and an unshaken resolution, stuck to them at all times, through all trials. I have chosen them, and therefore I have stuck to them. Note, the choosing Christian is likely to be the steady Christian, while those that are Christians by chance tack about if the wind turn. For, that those who stick to the word of God may in faith expect and pray for acceptance with God, for David means this when he begs, Lord, put me not to shame, that is, never leave me to do that by which I shall shame myself, and do thou not reject my services, which will put me to the greatest confusion. 5. That the more comfort God gives us the more duty he expects from us, verse 32. Here we have. 1. His resolution to go on vigorously in religion, I will run the way of thy commandments. Those that are going to heaven should make haste thither, and be still pressing forward. It concerns us to redeem time and take pains, and to go on in our business with cheerfulness. We then run the way of our duty, when we are ready to it, and pleasant in it, and lay aside every weight, Hebrews 12 verse 1. 2. His dependence upon God for grace to do so, I shall then abound in thy work, when thou shalt enlarge my heart. God, by his Spirit, enlarges the hearts of his people when he gives them wisdom, for that is called largeness of heart, one key. For 29, when he sheds abroad the love of God in the heart, and puts gladness there. The joy of our Lord should be wheels to our obedience.